you want your iron intake, this is for whoever might be listening to the cold open. You want your iron intake for the week? Right. Just eat it. Just eat a live chicken. Very, uh, make the cold open. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I do. I dictate the cold open. With, with no context just like whatsoever. I, just like I dictate the cold open of a chicken's neck. Jesus. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the week five Keep Sounding podcast for the Panthers versus the Jaguars, Kyle Allen versus Gardner Minshew, a battle of the gods upcoming. This is Brian joined by John and Brad. John, how are you doing this evening? Lovely. Lovely. Thank you for asking. I always ask. Brad, how are you doing? I always think I am great, Brian. So the Panthers won their second football game of the season this past week, beating the Houston Texans, where Deshaun Watson threw approximately 150 passes against the Panthers defense that is rushing the passer very well. And despite Kyle Allen fumbling three footballs, the Panthers came out and won. Something that Cam Newton has never done, by the way. Cam Newton has never won a game where he's fumbled the ball three times. So has Cam Newton ever fumbled the ball three times in a game? Uh, he's fumbled it at least twice and has not won those games. <laughs> that that Solid we know stats. for sure. So, but to get into a serious note, so the Panthers played a football game against the Texans where the offense basically, aside from a touchdown from Christian McCaffrey, only really kicked field goals. The defense showed up in a major way, sacked Sean Watson six times. Basically, this is a game where, and this is Ron Rivera's fever dream, the defense carried the offense. The offense doesn't really get much credit for the touchdown either because they got the ball in like the 20-yard line for after the sack fumble. Yep. Of Watson. This was this was exactly the kind of game that Ron Rivera was looking for as a head coach for the, his entire career, and he finally got it. A game where the defense won the football game. So I think the only game better for Ron Rivera was the Bears beating the Panthers, and he probably couldn't contain his excitement while his team lost 17-3 to to a quarterback that threw seven passes. Hey, let's not talk about that football game, John. Can we just it's too like, late. It's too late. It's not, been talked about. Can we just not? Like, that That broke my my ability to pick the Panthers ever. So... But yeah, the Panthers won this football game with a solid defensive outing. I'll start with Brad. Brad? Yes. What What did you like the most about this Texans-Panthers game? I'm assuming it's going to be about the defense because aside from Christian McCaffrey, there's really nothing to talk about on offense. Uh, what did you like the most about this showing by the Panthers to win this football game? I'm going to give my man Joey Sly some credit. <laughs> Joey Sly. 
I feel like we finally have a kicker. He he's only missed one field goal, and it was, it was his first one fifty yards. <laughs> yeah, and he's since Do been we... nail, nailing them easily from fifty yards, like right down the middle. Uh, John, Do we talk what were you about? Did we talk about how much of a dick move it is for the coaching staff to make their kicker's first career field goal attempt like 55 yards? No, we did not. Kind of a dick move. I mean, it was his first test, and he he didn't pass that one, but he, he passed everyone after that. I'm surprised they didn't like apply to get Graham Gunno off of injured reserve after Joey Sly missed that first kick, like <laughs> mid-game. <laughs> I mean, My answer to your question, though, is just the entire de- uh, defense. How about this? Ron Rivera, I think, deserves some credit for being a good defensive coordinator this year. I agree. He's a great defensive coordinator for somebody who's supposed to be the head coach. Yep, absolutely. So that's my my winner from, from Sunday's game is Ron Rivera, the defensive coordinator. Uh, my winner is Mario Addison because he has five and a half sacks through four games, which is he's on pace to like destroy his career, his career, uh, best as far as defensive line sacks goes. And well, five and a half sacks every would, four games puts him on pace for the record. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's funny because like the guy who's been talked about the most about this defensive line has been Brian Burns. And he's obviously consistently been a presence. I mean, he's at least blocked two punts. And he's been getting after the quarterback every game. But Mario Addison is kind of being overshadowed because Brian Burns is a first-round pick this year. But Mario Addison is, like, you know, top of the league right now as far as pass rushing efficiency. Um, The Panthers went into this offseason with the goal to make their pass rush better. And by fucking God, they did it. And... (laughs) I'm pretty shocked because it didn't take a lot. It just took Brian Burns and them changing their scheme up a little bit. Uh, John, give me your thoughts on that. I mean, yeah, it's exciting. I don't understand. I feel like it shouldn't be this much better than last year based on what's changed. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I don't think this is supposed to be this drastic of a difference. Because, like, one of the things that I've noticed, too, is, like, they do run the 3-4 a bit but they still have their like nickel defense where it's just four get four down linemen mm-hmm. rushing after the passer, which is not all that different from what they did last year, but this yeah. year it is so much more effective. And I'm sure some of that is just like Brian Burns being there. And I think Gerald McCoy is making a bigger difference than people are giving him credit for just because he isn't putting up big numbers. Also but Don Perry Poe is not playing like shit this year. Also helps helps mm-hmm. when more players play less bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, doesn't make sense to me, but I'm not complaining. It's been very fun to watch. Also, the secondary gets should get some props for it too because they've gotten several coverage sacks. They have. Uh, James Bradbury is still one of the top graded corners in the league right now. Um, Dante Jackson sat out, and uh, in response, Ross Cockrell, a relative unknown aside from maybe last week, uh, had a pick and had a should have had a second pick with a nice undercut route towards the end zone. Um, the defensive backs are actually not just a bunch of scrubs for once, which is cool. <laughs> I enjoy that. I think Ross cool. Cockrell deserved exactly one interception uh, on Sunday. Cause the first interception was just like fielding a punt. It was, I mean, he, <laughs> he, 
he did stick to his guy and he didn't fall for the for the play fake. So I'll give him that. Yeah. Give him good props for that. Um, the second one was just him undercutting a route that was a really, really good throw and a really good route overall. He just read the ball right to where the receiver is going to be. It was just a good play by his own corner. It's not bad for a dude that forgot that needed to learn how to walk again a few months ago. Yeah, not bad at all. And the best part is that maybe not this week, but next week, probably they'll get Dante Jackson back and they'll have three good corners, which is always good. So it's good to have three instead of zero. Three is better than two or one or zero. Yeah, it's not as good as four, though. No, it is true. I mean, JV and Elliot didn't play horribly, so maybe we do have four. Got a half a sack. Mm-hmm. He deserves some pass rush credit. Speaking of pass rush credit, yo, Eric Reed, I feel like this is the best game of his Panthers career this past week. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, what about the Eagles game last year? Because he had like an interception in that game too. Well, he had an interception taken away from him by the officiating. So officially, no. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because of the whole knee thing. Yeah, where this week he came, he came on a. As the game was ending, it was the second to last drive by the Texans. He came on a disguise blitz, like just right as the ball was snapped, he came up and blitzed, caused some pressure. That's when Vernon Butler forced his sack fumble, which props to Vernon Butler. And then Eric Reed recovered the fumble. And then on the following drive on the Hail Mary, Eric Reed smacked the ball out of the air like he was uh, somebody in the <laughs> NBA swatting a a three-point shot. You know, on Hail Mary, I feel telling teams to bat it down is kind of misguided at this point. I think you're better off trying to intercept it. On the last play of the game? Yes, because teams design their Hail Marys to have players ready to catch deflections. I mean, I guess, but Eric Reed smacked it straight down. It wasn't like a tip in the air. He just like... He like spiked that like a volleyball. Yeah, but do you think it would have been less likely for or more likely for someone to catch it if he just caught it? What happens if he almost catches it and tips it up in the air and then somebody catches it? I mean, that'd be very impressive for him to just tip a ball up in the air that's dropping from the sky like that. Like you don't see players muff pumps up into the air. That's basically what he was doing. Yeah, but you could have like a guy, you know, come in there and like throw their hands in where he's trying to catch the ball and knock it up where it's a little harder to do that when the guy's just like, I'm smacking it on the ground. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 you have to be careful. I think, cause if you have to like reach back too far, like Eric Reed got in a position where you can spike it, but there are times where guys like smack it forward, like, and there are players waiting for it. Oh, I don't disagree with your point there in a generic yeah. mindset, but where Eric Reed was at, I think he did the well, best I'm thing. Saying. No, Eric Reed in in isolation, in a vacuum, his play was fine. I'm just saying in general, the idea of just knock it down, don't catch it, I think that's not the best idea. But I also just question everything football coaches tell their players, so it could be just me. Yeah, you question a lot of things. Um, So before we move on to the upcoming game. Let's just talk about the offense for a little bit. So Christian McCaffrey touched the ball 37 times. That's uh, too a many. It's way it's a too lot. many. Um, but the Panthers did still manage to win despite Kyle Allen getting sack fumbled three times. Um, 
He could have had a fourth, but instead he managed to somehow dodge J.J. Watt and hit Jarius right down the field when the Panthers really needed him to move the ball down the field so they could take some time off the clock. Panthers nail a field goal. They walk away with a win, and uh, nothing wrong. Kyle Allen is the greatest quarterback <laughs> of Panthers history. I I feel like too many people are glossing over the fumbles. They are. But he won. <laughs> too many people are making comments like that. Kyle Allen is 3-0 and as a starter for the Panthers. That's all that matters. Statistics? That's, that's, nah. Nah. Do you know what's funny about that argument, too? Is that is the exact argument way back in 2011 that every single Panthers fan hated because people would say, well, Andy Dalton's got a better record than Cam Newton, so he should be Rookie of the Year. I have a better comparison. Tim fucking Tebow. Yeah. Like... Quarterback wins that. There are too many other variables. Especially like, in football. I don't know what other sport quarterback wins would be relevant. But and, well, yes. they're they're very relevant in, in um, cricket. <laughs> but yeah, for the, record, it's just, for the record, your mic broke up and I didn't hear you say the word quarterback. Oh. Uh, I just heard you say wins or irrelevant. Sorry, sorry for the, the snarkiness then. It was yeah. undeserved. Yeah, I mean, like, it bothers me that we're still doing this, like, you know, nine years into Cam Newton's career where court, where analysts are like, well, wins are the only thing that matters. <laughs> like, It's true, but that's not how it works. Uh, yeah, it's I not. mean, wins matter, you know, it they do, but... Like John just said, it there, it's not. There's more to it. It's not just the quarterback. Like there's eleven players on the field for each team at any given time. Right. Like Kyle Allen. Like if you were to give him a win or a loss based on his play as an individual, you probably probably give him a loss. Probably takes an L there. With the three yes. fumbles. He threw the ball fine, I guess. He was very, very conservative throwing the ball. But, but he's three accurate. <laughs> his, his, his depth adjusted accuracy is like really, really average. It's just he he needs to just let it fly. He has he like Greg Olson got mad on the one down the seam where he was wide open and Kyle Allen did throw it. And he's done that a lot where he kind of double clutches when he's about to throw it and then ends up just checking down. So it's partly his fault that Christian after he touched the plays. I think the problem with Kyle Allen right now is um, he's not necessarily sure what he's looking at down the field. Like, I won't take this away from him. He's got a good, accurate ball when he's throwing the ball down the field. The problem is that he doesn't really pull the trigger when he needs to at times. Like, he did have those two throws to Curtis Samuel, which even though he missed them down the field, he he made one later in the game. But like, I think he threw the ball three times to Curtis Samuel down the field. And I appreciated the fact that the, camp, the Panthers were doing that just because it forces the defense to respect that. But it feels like Kyle Allen, a lot of his problems are just that he doesn't make a decision quick enough. And yeah. between the one sack fumble where he didn't step up in the pocket and J.J. Watt hit him or 
the one where he like decided to try and run and got sacked and there was another fumble. It's like Kyle Allen seems to struggle with making a decision. And that's almost worse than a quarterback who just checks it down or throws it out of bounds when they have the chance because luckily it worked out for Kyle Allen on Sunday because the Panthers still won. But in like, I would say seven out of nine games, you lose those games because of those decisions. Well, Kyle Allen's three and zero. Yep. <laughs> Statistics be damned. He's three and zero as a starter. Better than Cam. Cam didn't start three and zero. But that's. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> but that's just like being a backup quarterback, though. Like back. That's almost every backup quarterback in a nutshell is. Yeah, you have the NFL like arm talent, but your decision making is not where it needs to be. Either that or the yeah. decision-making is there and the arm talent isn't there. Like, it's kind of an inverse with a lot of them. Yeah, I think more of them probably have arm talent. I think there are several players, like lots and lots of people that have the arm to play quarterback in the NFL, but it's the processing speed that gets a lot of people. And that's Kyle right. Allen. Kyle Allen has a Kyle Allen's ceiling right now is to be a Nick Foles, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. In my opinion. Nick yeah, Foles if you're in the right Super scheme Bowl, with so, hey. Yeah. Right Kyle scheme, Allen. right supporting cast, right opponents. And Kyle yeah. Allen could very well win us the Super Bowl in Cam Newton's let's, seed. Let's hope it doesn't get to that point. I hope not too, but we don't know with Cam. So <laughs> um but I'm sorry, but I will laugh so hard if Cam is hurt for the year and we win the Super Bowl with Kyle Allen, and that would be the funniest, most Panthers thing ever. That would be the chaos that you the Super Bowl with Kyle Allen. that we like to root for. The best part yes. would be when Kyle Allen goes I out love and throws chaos. The best part would be when Kyle Allen goes out and throws four touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and we're just like, oh, no. Uh, the best would be if Kyle Allen goes out and like Peyton Manning's the team to the Super Bowl, where like Absolutely. the team just yes. carries him on the their worst back. Game and, ever. And, yeah, he yeah. Kyle Allen just like gets like a seventy-five quarterback rating for the season, throws like three touchdowns and eight interceptions in the playoffs, and the defense carries the team to the Super Bowl. Just yeah. to hear people be like, "Oh, he won the Super Bowl." Yeah, and we win the Super Bowl like. Like thirteen to nine, yeah, or something, or twelve. Like the to same nine. thing as this past like, game against the Texans. <laughs> yeah, that would be the best. Could happen. The Panthers have played a lot of teams who, well, I should say, all of the teams who prefer to throw the ball more than run the ball. Um, this week they face Gardner Minshew the second, who is the most entertaining player in the NFL right now, I must say. Um, And he is coming off a game where he came back against the Broncos and uh, won a football game, despite the Broncos pretty much having it in the bag. And uh, Gardner Minshew versus Josh Allen. Kyle Allen, I should say. (laughs) As the announcers would say, Josh Allen. Um, Battle of the Backups going to be a fun fucking time but one thing i want to touch on real quick is the jaguars ran the ball a lot on sunday 
They, uh, Leonard Fournette averaged 10 yards a carry. He ran for 220 yards on the on the ground. And John, I know you that I know that you think that running the football is stupid in any sense. Didn't say that. No, you you you've always said <laughs> that passing the football is a better play than running the football. Oh well, yeah, obviously. So the Panthers will finally face a team that is really committed to running the football. And over the last four weeks, the Panthers haven't been great against the run. They've usually they've been really good against the pass and setting the team up to throw the football, you know, like 40 to 50 times allows their pass rush to get after them. But I think this is the team that is committed to running the football. And this could be a problem. So, John, you and I have argued about this about in the slack a little bit. So give me your thoughts on Sunday as far as the Jaguars being a running football team. What do you think? Like, what do you think of the defense in this regard? You should root for every team to be a running team against you because it makes them easier to stop. <laughs> so here, here's stop it. in simple terms, where where do the Panthers rank in total defense right or in a uh, rushing defense right now? Uh, let me look it up. Hold on. I know it's they're number the, one in. Pa- I know they're number one in. Pass the exact defense. number is not that important. It's like twenty fifth or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Where do the Panthers rank in pass defense? Number one. Where do they rank in total defense? That I don't know. Five. They are a top five defense, despite having a bad rushing defense. It it does not matter. But the other quarterbacks have thrown the ball. Watson threw it uh, 50 times this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know that the Cardinals threw it probably about 50 times. Uh, The Rams threw it a lot, too. The only time they really even had success was on the ground. There are like three times that you can point to where teams have been able to win games just purely based on running the ball. Like the Vikings did it in week one. The Patriots the did it did last it. week. Eh. Yeah, but they scored 16 points. Like they won because of their defense. Like from a defense's point of view, and they scored 16 points because they returned a blocked punt for a touchdown. Like the, their offense didn't work. But it's the same thing I've talked about a lot in the past. Like the Panthers, even if they give up five yards per carry, the five yards per carry isn't an accurate measure of what they give up on a per play basis with the run. It's really like two yards, one yard, two yards, three yards, 25 yards, and so on and so forth. Throughout the course of a game, teams have to pass no matter what. Like 60% of the time they run the ball, they're going to gain like one or two yards at most. And they're going to be behind the sticks, and they have to throw to catch up. If you can stop them when they have to throw to catch up, you're fine. There's no; It's almost impossible to go through an entire game and not have to pass. You can go through an entire football game and not have to run. So it's more important to stop the pass. Yeah, but what happens if they run the ball 25 times and get over 200 yards rushing? They'll probably get those two, like 75% of those yards on like three runs, and the Panthers will stop be fine for the other 90% of the carries. But here's Leonard Fournette. And that, yeah, especially because it's Leonard Fournette. That's Leonard Fournette's career. Like, yard run, and then he'll rush ten times <laughs> for one yard. I think Leonard Fournette has like three seventy-five yard runs, and then he averages like two yards per carry for the rest of his career. 
I guess my concern would be if this was a Cam Newton run Panthers offense, I wouldn't be as concerned about it. But this is a Kyle mm-hmm. Allen run Panthers offense where they've scored, aside from the Cardinals game, you know, not a I whole mean, lot. You shouldn't be concerned at all, Brian. Kyle Allen's got this. Mm-hmm. He's the franchise quarterback. All he does is win. True. All he does is win, win, baby, no matter what. But yeah, I'm not, I am 0% concerned about the Jaguars run game. And I think it's one of those things that it's frustrating for old school football fans. And it's tough to kind of, it, it, it definitely doesn't look good live. Like when you watch the Panthers give up several big runs, but it's one of those things over the course of many, many years and many, many, many games of, of data, it comes out like, oh, you can survive those rare big plays that come out of the running game. I'd be less concerned about it if it was like Sean McVay, but it's Doug Marone we're talking about. He's an old school head coach. They're going to run the football, John. It's going to happen. I don't care I how successful it is in the first quarter. Do not care. I'm they're gonna, rooting they're for them gonna to run the football it. as much as they can. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> after After the first half, that could be a problem. I don't think so. Have you ever seen, like, I guess that's not true because there are teams that have good running games, that have good offenses, but, like, there are no teams that are, like, we are just going to run, 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 run and have a top offense. Seattle's been doing it for a while. They don't have – but they, they always throw more than people, like, give them credit for. They do, but over the last two years, they've run the ball more than any other team in the league. Have they been a top offense? Last year they were, yeah. Scoring or yardage? Yardage. I'm looking it up right now. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was like 20 with an offense. Really? This year or last year? Last year, they're 18th in offense. It's not horrible. Top, top off. <laughs> All right, Nick Nixon. Oh. I just know of, I know they were one of the top teams committed to running the football last year, and they did make the playoffs. Yeah, but that's, that's, it's, it's, that's like the, the false equivalence thing where it's just like Kyle Allen's 3 and 0 is the starter. I'm not like saying in, that that's the reason why they made the playoffs. Kyle no, it takes, some, it takes started. some pressure that's off of Russell Wilson. Yeah, but that's like, I don't know. I think all the stuff that people use as defenses for the running game are like pseudoscience in a sense. It's like, oh, it sets up play action. It opens up the passing game. It supports your quarterback. But none of that's like provable. It's just kind of stuff people have said and nobody's ever really been because it's irrefutable because it's just kind of a so you think made Kyle up Allen, crazy. So you think Kyle Allen throwing the football more than uh, the Panthers running the ball would have been better this past week? In terms of like generating more offense? Yeah. Yes. Despite him getting sacked and fumbling the football three times? Yes. It would be a risk for turnovers, but like we averaged almost seven yards a play when he threw the ball. We averaged three and a half yards per play when we ran the football. That's literally twice as effective offensively when we threw the football. Mm. You can't tell you me see, running Brian, more he, of he the more efficient play would make your offense Brian, worse. Fumbles. That's true. He does not throw interceptions. That's true. It is, it's, it's riskier, I admit that, but like you can't say if you run more of the more efficient play, you'll be less efficient as an offense. Like That doesn't connect. 
Mm. So the Panthers should uh, throw the football every play, is what you're saying. Unless they have a numbers advantage in the box. Like, if you have blockers, which is why they need to stop running into these eight-man boxes like they insist on doing over and over again, and then seem surprised when Christian McCaffrey can't go anywhere. See, my only my only problem with that idea is that it takes away play action, which is which freezes the linebackers. It doesn't if matter. Run- There's, there, people have done studies that there's no running rushing attempts and rushing success has no effect on the uh, success of play action. Linebackers I are say, t- I did not say rushing attempts or rushing yards. I'm saying rushing the football leading to play action because play action is predicated on the, uh, the other team believing you might run the football. Yeah. And if you act like you're going to hand off there, they're going to buy it. All you have to do is hand it off like twice and be like, Oh, they, they have handoffs in their playbook. Not if you never run the football. Well, I didn't say never run it. But you've been you've been saying the, that throwing you the almost, ball is better. You're almost at the point where your your position is we shouldn't even have running backs on the team. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's, my that's my, when... my my position is air rated. Throw the ball like eighty percent of the time. <laughs> but run then it that, to catch that them off takes guard. away from the play action, though. Like I just said, it, it actually doesn't. doesn't. It just said it doesn't oh, matter how on. many times you run. It doesn't matter how often you run. Teams always bite. It still affects. It doesn't affect the play action success. Yeah, teams are going to bite on the play action no matter what. It's been studied. It's been proven. Unless you do it like, unless you put um, like Daryl Williams back there and play action to him. Nobody, everybody knows he's not going to get the ball. Linebackers' you, cues are if they see like handoff, they stop run, stop pass, and when they see the handoff, they they take a step out of instinct. They don't have time to process, well, this team's only run the ball 15% of the time. This is more than likely going to be a pass. Luke Keekley does that. Well, he's on our team, so it doesn't matter. The best okay. linebacker, one of the best linebackers ever. That's not a projectable thing across the team, across the I NFL. I mean, Thomas Davis did that too, so does Shaq Thompson. But We don't play the you know. Chargers this year, and Shaq Thompson <laughs> is also on our team. Whatever, man. <laughs> Those are better linebackers than most teams have, though. And again, all you have to do, like I said, is if you get get one time where the defense doesn't su- like suck up on a handoff fake and actually hand the ball off on like a draw, gain 15 yards and tell me those linebackers won't step forward the next time they see that motion. All right, I'll give that to you. That's fair. Yeah, all it takes is one. <laughs> we had to <sighs> score predictions. <laughs> Fucking analytics. No, we're not going to do that yet. Um, <laughs> so the Jaguars do have a good defense, and Jalen Ramsey is going to take away somebody for the Panthers, and I think it's going to be Curtis Samuel because DJ Moore just hasn't been involved enough in the offense recently where I think that he's going to have a big role. So I think that Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow Curtis Samuel this weekend. And, uh, that would probably be bad for this offense. Um, also, I'm worried about Calais Campbell because the offensive line has not been great. And I feel like they did better this week because obviously Greg Little was at left tackle. But they're still not like quite meshing yet. Maybe this is the week they mesh, but 
this could be a rough week for the for the Panthers offense. Um especially taking away one of at least one of the security blankets for Kyle Allen. So Brad, give me your thoughts on the Panthers versus the Jaguars defense. What are, what are you looking at here? Well, I think we're going to see a lot of what we saw last week where we're going to struggle to score because it's Kyle Allen is facing progressively harder challenges with each start. And I think the Jaguars are a little bit better than the Texans. So I think this is going to be another um, – he's probably going to turn the ball over a time or two and we're going to – gloss over that fact because that's what we do with Kyle Allen. But um, I, I think that that the offense will struggle. I think we will be reliant on Joey Sly a lot like we were last week. And, you know, I, I, think, I think we can win. I think we're potentially good enough or even better than Jacksonville, but I think it's going to be hard. I had a Question: Jalen Ramsey, do you think do we think he's going to play? I don't know. I mean, he he's, I, he's, he doesn't he's like want the to play for them anymore. That's using all their sick time before they quit. Yeah, um, and so I don't know if he's going to play or not. I feel like he's. I would guess that he's not. I hope he doesn't because he's the best corner <laughs> in the league. Yes, so. I would be. I definitely am rooting <laughs> for him not to. They still got Boye though, who I think is going to shut down any Panthers receiver that's out there. Yeah, I mean it's their their secondary is still good regardless. It's just it's a lot more manageable without Ramsey. Right. Agree. But I don't I don't know. It's whole it's like it's a weird situation because it's like he doesn't I, he definitely doesn't want to play for them anymore. But I feel like the Jaguars are almost at the point where they're like, well, too bad, we're not going to trade you. And then I don't know what he does. Yeah, I think they're. I think they've reached that point that they're not going to trade him out of spite. Yeah, and Bellin does not play, or they I also he also they also still have a chance, like playoffs wise. So yeah, they're two and two. Everybody also. has a chance right now. I mean, it's week four. Can week I? Five. As a as a as an aside, I just want a tangent conversation. It's so funny to me that every single season we do this whole like, oh, if you start zero and two, you have a 12% chance of making the playoffs and all that stuff. And then every single season after we have those conversations for the first two or three weeks of the season, we get to like week four and it's like, Oh, they can win this game. They'll just be two games out of first place. It's like, well, duh, there's only been four games. Yeah. And then next year we'll do the same thing where a team's going to start one and three and everybody's ours going to start like one and two and everybody's gonna be like, Oh no, they're in trouble. And then they go two and two. They're like, Oh man, they're only one game out of first place. Like the Panthers right now. The sky was falling when we were 0-2, and now we're one game behind the Saints for first in the NFC South. That's because we finally got a franchise quarterback in there. <laughs> yep, finally. Quarterback who can win games. He Unlike can Cam Newton. the defense to wins. Yep, he absolutely can. Um, so looking at the Panthers' defense for, versus the Jaguars' offense, I mean – they really only have one wide receiver who's worth noting, which is Chark. Um, from what I can tell, the offensive line for the Jaguars is not great. So basically, it's the Panthers' defense versus the Magic of Gardner Minshew this week. Going to throw it over those mountains. I'm curious to see what the Jaguars are going to do, but my 
prediction right now is they're going to run the ball a fucking ton, which according to John isn't a big deal, but I think it's, it's a, a good deal. thing. It's a, it's a, it's, it is a big deal. It's great. I don't know, man. I mean, like every team the Panthers have played against have had like a decent rushing attack and they just like abandoned it and threw the ball more instead. That's kind of what I've seen. And you just, and I don't know. They're just more committed to running the ball than any other team the Panthers have played recently. That's that's what concerns me, is that they're going to keep at it, even if they struggle in the first half with it. It's And it's done wonders for them offensively since Marone's been there. <laughs> they did just beat the Broncos with 220 yards rushing. Yeah, because Gardner Minshew led them down the field on two for two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, this Panthers rushing defense is not as good as the passing defense. That could nope. be a problem. It could. Just, be no, it's not. Enough. It's not a problem. Not at all. No, it's not. Remember when the Jaguars were like an unstoppable defense a couple years ago? Yeah. They averaged, they allowed five yards of carry and were like 25th in run defense. They also had a much better, you know, secondary, but. Okay. Yeah, I know. Pass defense is the important one. So I've been saying. Mm, okay. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey's comparable to James Bradbury. Got I didn't it. say that. No, I just said that the, the pass, the teams that are good at defending the pass are the teams that are good on defense. Teams mm-hmm. that stop the run but can't cover the pass, they'll just be like, "Oh well, we'll just throw it over you." Can't do that if you. Well, if that, you can... I, that I understand. That mentality I understand. I just think that the Jaguars will be one of those stubborn teams that will run the ball regardless, and that's what worries me. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I guess we. Everybody will. hates at this point. This podcast, unless there's like, except for like the three analytic nerds that are listening. Like, please get this Jonathan guy off the podcast. Doesn't know <laughs> I mean, football. Fucking calculators, goddammit. Yeah. Math doesn't lead to wins, John. <laughs> they play Grit it on the does. field. They don't play it on an abacus. Yep, you're damn right. I don't need calculus to know whether I'm going to win or win or lose this football game. So I guess we'll just uh, move on to scoring predictions unless there's uh, anything in particular we want nope, to discuss. Let's, I mean, let's do these scoring predictions. All right. Brad, give me yours. Kyle Allen, 72. Gardner <laughs> Minshew, 7. Damn. 72 to 7? Is that what you just said? No answer. 72 to 70. Oh, 70. 70. Two point win. So the highest scoring football game in NFL history. Yes. <laughs> Have the two best quarterbacks ever, so I think that's what's gonna happen. It's true. They are great quarterbacks. John, what's your prediction? Panthers uh seven yeah, seventeen. Um Jaguars thirteen. My prediction is 28 Jaguars, 17 Panthers. Wow, all this talk about the defense, and then you think they're just going to get run over by the Jaguars? 
Yeah, because I believe the Jaguars are going to run the football down their fucking throats. That's why. Yep, just like they did against the Broncos. Yeah. Before they required their quarterback to lead them on a game winning on two game winning drives. Yeah, the difference is that our quarterback is Kyle Allen, not Joe Flacco. I feel like they're comparable. Yeah. <laughs> I understand your skepticism, but I think that Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. And that might be Kyle a Allen that might be a hot take. Joe Flacco. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joe Flacco is a not a good quarterback. He won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he did. He did he win did. a Super Bowl eight years ago. He was he was good for four games eight years ago. <laughs> And he got $150 million for it. He damn right did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anything else we want to add before this? Just (laughs) cut me off like that. All right. Um, Well, anyway, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast... Enjoy your Sunday Battle of the Gods. Gardner Flint Minshew II versus Kyle Allen. This is the kind of football that we sit here and wait for every year for 365 days. This is the kind of game we want to see. A battle of titans. So, No, the titans are not playing in this game. Just Jaguars and Panthers. Jaguars and Panthers. Titans are playing some of those. We will join you next week to break down this battle of titans. This is Brian, joined by John and Brad, and have a great week and enjoy this football game, and hopefully the Panthers come out 3-2. and two. See you. Later. Keeps the football, takes off to the end zone for the touchdown. He takes the handoff, and he scores. Avoided the Dolphins behind the line of scrimmage and took it in for the first touchdown of the night. Newton keeps, lowers his shoulder and takes it in for the touchdown. On second and goal, shovel pass for Caffrey. Touchdown. And off dive for Jonathan Stewart and he's in for a touchdown. That's intercepted by Keeping. He has more of those than any linebacker in the league over the last five years. You know. Good, and Carolina gets a road win in New England.